Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world, but not only how to make money while traveling the world, but how to fall in love and how to stay in love while traveling the world as well. And on today's episode, we have an expert in this area. Her name is Amy Dresser, and she's the founder of Two Drifters, and uh, she focuses on uh, love on the road and uh, you know a couple travel and uh, relationships, etc. So super excited about this topic because I know me and my wife, when we are traveling, we definitely fight a lot. We have different travel. <laughs> For example, I'm much more of a fast traveler, wanting to see everything under the sun, and my wife's much more of a slow traveler, wanting to enjoy, sit on the beach, uh, just relax a little bit. So we definitely, uh, you know, butt heads on that, but we've uh, grown to, um, uh, I guess, uh, focus on each other's needs. So sometimes, uh, you know, we'll focus on my wife's needs, which is to relax and enjoy, and then my uh, wife will focus on my needs, which is more to see as much as possible. Uh, so we both, overall... Uh, Sacrifice for the sake of the other, and I think uh, I'm looking forward uh, definitely to learning about Amy's tips and advice for couple travel. Um, so uh, Amy is the founder of Two Drifters, and uh, let's get the ball rolling, Amy. Why don't we get to know you a little bit better to start off with, if you want to share more about backgrounds. Oops, I think I might have lost you. <laughs> oh, uh, did you hear us for a second? <laughs> <laughs> I just asked you for a quick introduction. Oh, sure. <laughs> I heard everything up till then. <laughs> um, I'm Amy. I do two drifters with my husband, Nathan. Um, we've been blogging since 2012, about there. Um, and yeah, like you said, we focus on couples, travel, and romance, relationships, stuff like that. Can you hear me all right? Okay, um, uh, and we also write a lot about our digital nomad sort of style, although we've gone back and forth from sort of being full-time travelers to being stay in one place for several months sort of travelers um, and all, all different kinds of approaches. But right now we're um, living in New Hampshire, USA for the next uh, several months. Um, and then we'll see what our plans take us in 2018. Amazing, amazing. So let's get right into it. Uh, with Two Drifters, your whole focus is on humble travel and uh, improving relationships on the road. Um, so why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, uh, you know, maybe start off with, we'd love to hear about your background and your uh, relationship. Uh, how did you guys meet and how do you guys uh, keep a love aflame while you're on the road? And then we'll get into tips for us who are watching and listening. Sure. Um, well, we have a really cool travel-oriented story. We actually met in a hostel in Scotland um, in 2011. Um, I was backpacking Europe with my best friend, and Nathan just happened to be traveling also through Scotland, and we ended up in the same hostel dorm room. And, you know, we both thought the other was cute, and then <laughs> we kept in touch thanks to the power of Skype and Facebook. Um, so we did like a long distance relationship for a year and a half. Um, we we're actually in different countries. I went to grad school in Scotland and Nathan went to teach English in Thailand for a while. Um, so we kept up this new relationship across continents and time zones. Um, and then finally, you know, we were together and we were like, well, let's travel together. So um, it's always been a big part of our relationship, travel. I really can't imagine like not traveling together. So um, 
most of the time it's it's great uh and you know we share the same interests and mostly the same travel style um but we quickly learned that if you're going to travel as a couple um you can't be together 24 7. <laughs> which we learned pretty well we learned that um especially in Australia, we went there for six or seven months and we bought a camper van and we did a long road trip, but we were basically living in this tiny van. <laughs> we quickly learned that we had to spend time, you know, even a couple hours, like just doing our own thing, like going for a walk or whatever. And that makes, makes everything much better. So um, that's been the best for us, uh, especially we are very mindful of the fact that I'm an extrovert. Nathan's more of an introvert, so he requires more alone time uh, and more time to, you know, de to recharge, I guess. Um, so we try to work in like like what you were saying about you and your wife, like a more relaxed pace. Um, but yeah, so far it's gone well, and we got married and have not killed each other. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. You haven't killed each other. So you didn't marry an axe murderer, right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That'd be scary. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, let's get into some tips uh, for uh, traveling on the road uh, as a married couple or as a, you know, a couple generally. Um, any tips or advice you would give? Uh, I, I love your tip about uh, not staying together 24-7, giving each other time off. Uh, any other things and strategies that uh, have worked for you guys? Um, I think one important thing is before you travel to be really communicative about money, um, both like what you expect to spend and what your budget is because, you know, money is like the source of fights for so many couples, even when you're not traveling. So like when you add into the mix that, you know, you're flying and jetting around the, the, the world, um, it's easy to get stressed. And if you aren't on the same page about finances, that can be a real sore spot. So, I mean, for couples, even if they're going away for, you know, a brief holiday or vacation, I think it's important to talk about what you're intending to spend each day, like what's okay to splurge on, um, you know, and just have that conversation before you go, because that's helped us a lot. Um, but most of the time, we're not really splurging. <laughs> we're really sort of budget travelers, and um, we've done a lot of things to enable long-term travel. Like we have done house sitting together in the past, um, house sitting and pet sitting, and that that's probably our favorite way to save money because it's built-in accommodation, and you get to play with adorable dogs and cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Uh, so how do you guys deal with fighting on the road? Because I think at the end of the day, every couple fights. And, uh, you know, when you're fighting, uh, things can get out of hand. Uh, you, you can yell at each other, scream at each other. And um, if you don't uh, kind of take a breather, uh, it can escalate. So tell us about um, what you guys do to fight well on the road. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of couples say they don't fight. And uh, I don't think that's true. I think everybody fights. But Nathan and I, we're not really like yelling people. Like we're really sensitive people. So I think if we were yelling, it would be really, really scary. Um, most of the time our conflicts are kind of low key. And so I think we're like actually really good communicators. Um, so we are always like talking and working things out. And um, one thing is, uh, 
I think we're both really good at compromises, which makes it a lot easier, you know, to avoid fights in the first place. Um, or when things come up to like do something, put the other person's needs first and, you know, for the sake of like the team, the couple trying to make things better. But um, I think just sometimes we've had to, we just like separate when we need to sort of work out anger or hostility. <laughs> um, I think that is helpful for us because when we just clear our heads and then we talk fine together. We never, we never end up in screaming <laughs> matches. Thank God I could not be with someone who was like really argumentative or really well matched in that regard. Um, but also I think kind of knowing like your hot points or like your hot button issues before you spend a long time on the road is helpful because when we fight, it tends to be about the same things, you know, over and over. Like it's not new information. <laughs> it's the same issues being hashed out. So um, I think it kind of is helpful to know like, you know, when, uh, we miss a flight or a flight is delayed, like I get really irritable. <laughs> so like, I know this about myself, so I have to take steps to like, calm down. <laughs> so Amy, uh, you have a website, it's called Two Drifters. Um, tell us about the origin of the website, twodrifters.us, and uh, tell us about uh, some of the major themes and topics that you guys write about on the site. Sure. Um, well, Two Drifters came about when we were doing our long-distance relationship, and we both love to write, and we love to take photographs, and we decided we should combine those interests, um, you know, to share our creativity uh, with each other and with the world. Um, the name Two Drifters actually comes from a song, Moon River, uh, which has a lyric, Two Drifters Off to See the World, and it just seemed like a really natural fit. So that's where we, we came up with our name. Um, and pretty early on, like the site kind of split between couples travel and lifestyle. We've written a lot about relationships. Um, we've written a lot about romantic travel. We, uh, you know, documented our wedding last year in 2016. We wrote about, we did a travel themed wedding. Um, and we've written about, you know, our honeymoon and stuff like that. So it's always been geared towards couples um, seeking romantic and meaningful experiences together. Um, and the relationship piece fits really well with that because, you know, we really think travel is one of the best ways to keep the love alive and keep things exciting and adventuresome. Um, so that's been our major focus. Uh, and we will continue to add guides um, for any destination we go to, but we mostly um, gear it towards couples. Uh, just uh, tends to be people in their late 20s, early 30s, like we are, we're in our 30s, um, you know, who maybe aren't, are like a little past the backpacker uh, lifestyle, but, you know, we're not opposed to staying in a hostel. <laughs> um, but it's more like we want privacy and we want romantic experiences and some adventure on the road. So that's what we've been writing about now. Um, and wherever we go, we'll just keep uh, sharing those destination guides. I got to ask you about the travel-themed wedding. Uh, you know, uh, that sounds amazing. Uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, how did that look like, uh, create a visual for the travel-themed wedding. 
<laughs> sure. Um, it definitely wasn't like over the top, <laughs> but um, we, we were like, well, this naturally will incorporate some travel into our wedding because it just makes sense. And everyone knew that we, you know, we're a travel blogging couple and that we loved travel. Um, so the basic thing was like, we had little touches everywhere. You know, our, our um, invitation had um, a cityscape with um, different like world monuments and um, it had a hot air balloon, which is our logo. Um, and then at the wedding, we had a big map when people came in and it said where they were sitting and the tables were named for different countries. Um, and we chose countries that were meaningful to us. So um, Australia and um, Morocco, which is where Nathan was uh, previously. And then Scotland was our table <laughs> where we met. Um, so little things like that. And then we had um, on each table little themed you know, some souvenirs we had and, and photos of us in the place. Um, so it was really, it was kind of subtle, but, um, oh, actually we did have a travel themed cake, which is the most amazing thing um, ever. It was like a black and white cake with all these silhouettes of famous monuments like Eiffel Tower. And that was really good. People loved that. <laughs> Uh, very beautiful. I'll definitely have that link uh, to that uh, blog post for the wedding, uh, cool. the <laughs> wedding below. Uh, so uh, tell us, uh, what would you suggest to us guys? Uh, usually women are more natural at being romantic or uh, keeping the love alive, whereas us men, we're kind of like a little bit uh, uh, needing work, <laughs> especially after marriage. Uh, typically when we're dating, we're pursuing our woman, and then when, once we get her, we kind of take her our woman for granted. I'm guilty, you know, guilty. Uh, apologies to my wife Anne if I take you for granted, uh, but definitely I know I need to work on myself uh, to be more romantic and uh, to keep the love alive. Um, so maybe you could give us some tips from a women's perspective. What should us men do to uh, keep the love alive and uh, to keep uh, keep dating our wives? That's a good one. Um, in a way, I feel like I'm a really low maintenance wife, <laughs> so I'm not like bring me flowers and like I don't know. I find little little things to be really romantic um for like one thing for us is we have sort of a morning ritual and nathan brings me my coffee in bed every morning i think something like that is really romantic um you know and then we like spend a little time just talking and cuddling and stuff um and i i think most women would appreciate something like as simple as making their coffee or tea and bringing it to them because it makes you feel a little like a queen you know um, but other than that, I, I really think women should not be afraid to like tell their boyfriends and husbands and their partners what they think is romantic because it does differ for each woman. Um, like I, I was pretty upfront with Nathan. I'm pretty upfront anyway, but <laughs> right away I was like, Nathan, I'm not really big on gifts, but I must have a card on my birthday and holidays. Like I want a written sweet note like words, I love words. So he always knows like, you know, I don't need diamonds, I don't need perfume or like fancy items, but like he will always give me a card that is sentimental and sweet. So I think like actually just saying, you know, this is what I think is romantic is helpful for men because, um, you know, I don't think we should expect you guys to guess <laughs> what we like or, um, you know, uh, I don't know, I think um, communicating about that stuff is like really the most important thing.
I know what my wife would say. She would say, uh, you know, don't be married to the phone. Put down the phone. Put down the technology. Put down the social media. And spend time with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually worse, worse at that than Nathan. <laughs> Sometimes he'll be like, do you... Are you on Instagram? Yes, I probably am. <laughs> uh, so, Amy, you also do uh, house sitting, as you mentioned. Uh, you know, that's a great way to obviously save money while you're traveling. Uh, tell us about uh, some of your experiences. When did you start house sitting? Uh, and uh, maybe some of your favorite house sitting experiences up to now. Sure. Um, we started house sitting when we went to Australia. And the very first house that we had was like a huge project. It was um, two months at this really uh, nice, huge property in Western Australia. Um, and it was caring for two dogs, a cat, a cow, an alpaca, <laughs> and some chickens. So like, we had never really housed that. We'd, we had grown up around dogs and cats, and we had watched, you know, my aunt's animals. And um, so we had some experience, but this was like from zero to like the most intense <laughs> sitting experience. So once we got through that, we were like, we could we could house it for anyone <laughs> because we took care of this big property and all these animals. Um, it's been really fun. We've we've only done a handful of house sets. We did that one in Australia, a couple more in Australia, and then we've done a couple in the UK. Um, and they've all been different, but every time we, Mostly, it's pet sitting more than more than house sitting. So um, we always fall so hardly in love with the dogs that we've watched for. Um, we're huge animal lovers, and so actually, the most memorable house sit now has been uh, last. Was it last year? Yeah, last fall we were in um, England, and we watched two small dogs, um, and they were so sweet they would just we would sit and work you know online work on our computers and they would just sit on our lap and like cuddle with us all day and it was just it was just so perfect and easy and sweet and we love those animals we watched them for maybe a month um but we have gotten our house sits through trusted house sitters website um trustedhousesitters.com and that's a really good site they have so many opportunities uh, especially in the UK and um, you know the name trusted like it really is trusted you they do so much vetting of the house sitters and the homeowners that you can feel like really good about um, who you're who you're staying with or helping So Amy, uh, you know, uh, you're obviously saving money through house sitting, but uh, on the flip side, how are you guys earning money, making money, and funding your travels? Um, we both work uh, as freelancers online. Um, I'm a copywriter, and Nathan's a copy editor, although we don't actually work together <laughs> for our freelance stuff. Um, uh, I have several clients, and I do mostly blog posts and website content. Uh, for businesses of all types, um, and Nathan edits and proofreads documents, um, and that's that's our main gig for now. But um, we really have started to use the blog as an income source over the past several years. Um, we've been able to grow our Instagram account uh, pretty large. We have seventy five thousand followers right now, and. Um, so we've, you know, been able to parlay that into sponsored posts 
and sponsored Instagram stories. And that's been a really nice source of income um, to supplement the freelancing. And we hope to keep the momentum going with that, um, with the blog, affiliate marketing, sponsored posts on the blog, all those little ways um, combined to make us, you know, a decent income. Um, but we have quickly learned, uh, now we're in the US right now, and we've quickly learned that, you know, it was actually cheaper when we were traveling <laughs> a bit. Yeah, I definitely want to echo your sentiments. Uh, it is, uh, it can be cheaper when you're traveling, depending on where, obviously. We're from Canada, but here we are in South America, traveling around in uh, Ecuador, in uh, Colombia, in uh, Peru, definitely much cheaper than our standard living back in Canada. You know, we can get uh, uh, hotels or even Airbnbs we rent out for like a week. Maybe it's about 100 US for a whole week. Whereas yeah. if we travel in the US, it'd be like 100 US for one day for a hotel or a, a resort. So definitely saving money over here in South America. And of course, Southeast Asia is another big uh, saver and, you know, parts of Africa as well. So Amy, uh, Tell us a little bit more about the future. You're based in the U.S. I, you're making income through several ways online. You have the successful blog. Uh, where do you see yourself in the next few months, years, and beyond in terms of life, business, and travel? Um, well, the next few months, we will be here still. Um, we have a, a lease on our apartment, um, on our little cabin that I'm in. <laughs> um, so we'll be here at least till April. Um, and then we're not really sure. You know, we... We were traveling last year and sort of around the holidays last Christmas, we were kind of like, maybe we should have a home base and, you know, let's go back to the US. Um, but pretty quickly we were, we realized we were like, we're, we need to travel more. So I think that we're going to end up um, traveling again, probably um, in the same style that we've done in the past, which would be with house sitting and, um, choosing cheap destinations and staying for a few months at a time, kind of the traditional nomadic way. Um, you know, I don't think we'll be jetting off to new destinations nonstop, but I think it's really doable to spend a few months um, in one place. And uh, you're in Ecuador, that's a place that's definitely, we've talked about a whole lot. It's come recommended a lot um, to us. and. Um, Lots of places in Central and South America. Neither of us have ever been. And um, I actually speak decent Spanish. So I'm like, maybe I should put this to use. <laughs> so maybe we'll be there next year. Um, you know, and in the meantime, we're exploring the New England area where we live, where we live now, which is a really, really beautiful part of the US. Like, if we're gonna be in the US for a while, this is an awesome spot. Um, because you know, we're looking forward to the fall, the the foliage here is beautiful. The leaves are starting to change. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to do all the traditional fall activities. Um, and we have a few trips lined up in Maine and Vermont. So we're discovering like all these great places close to home, which actually not, not so many bloggers are writing about, which is kind of convenient <laughs> for us, you know, so we're adding to our, our content catalog and um, hopefully, Putting some useful stuff up because I think a lot of couples like like this area of the country. Yeah. <laughs> so to wrap up here, Amy, if people want to connect with you, get some love tips, how to keep romance aflame on the road. Uh, if they want to follow your blog, uh, connect with you, reach out to you, ask you some questions. How can they do that? 
Um, they can find the blog at twodrifters.us, um, or they can find us on Twitter and Instagram at twodriftersxo, like hug kiss. <laughs> um, we're definitely on there often, so feel free to send us a message, um, and I will reply. Definitely check out Amy's website, uh, TrueDrifters.us. A great, um, you know, resource for couples and even families like myself who are married with kids uh, to travel the world and uh, to keep those dates alive and to keep that romance alive while you're traveling. Thanks again, Amy. It was uh, great to connect and uh, some great insights. And look forward to connecting again. Thank you. Nice to chat. Thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. Uh, definitely reach out to Amy with any other follow-up questions you may have. And uh, you know some of your struggles because we all struggle in our relationships and sometimes you just need to vocalize it, share it, and uh, get support and help and uh, maybe get some feedback on how you can improve your relationship. Uh, I know we all need to work on our relationships to make them the best it can be. So thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. Uh, make sure you connect with us all across the web, Digital Nomad Mastery. Make sure you uh, check out our website and also our Facebook group, Digital Nomad Mastery Community, where we have uh, most of our guests are on there where you can connect with them, ask them questions, and uh, you know, um, um, connect with other uh, digital nomads, world travelers, and internet marketers. So thanks everyone. We'll catch you in the next episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money, how to save money, and how to keep the love alive while traveling the world.